Welcome to the DNA Show. DNA? Dude, are we doing a science show? No, D is for Dennis. Oh, A is for Andy. And N is for and? Oh, man, nerds. Because we're nerds, dude. Yeah. Well, good. Then we can talk about comics and movies and pop culture and sports. Sports. Sports and nerds. Yeah, we're going to make that work. All right. Let's roll. Hey, welcome back to the Dennis and Andy show. This is Andy. And this is Dennis. And I'd like to start today with a little tale I like to call Andy Growing Old. Getting old, Andy. It's the, it's the little things that you notice in life, and then you think to yourself, wait a second, 25-year-old Andy never would have noticed that. 30-year-old Andy? What the hell? 40-year-old Andy probably wouldn't have noticed that. So I go for walks every day, you know, because I like to stay physically active. And I've never been a runner, so it's not like I've backed down from running to walking as I've gotten on. I just hate Is running. Is it just because you're getting older or, or, or you just because you're stuck inside now? Well, it's because I'm stuck inside. And But when the weather's nice, I like to go for a walk, clear my head, listen to a podcast, whatever. Not only do I record podcasts, I listen to podcasts. <laughs> so anyhow, I'm out walking. And, yeah, I live in a neighborhood. It was most of the houses in this neighborhood were built probably 45, 50 years ago. And as I'm walking, I'm noticing lawns. And I'm like, I'm, I, you know, I'm looking down and I notice this one lawn. And I'm like, man, that's a nice even cut. It's nice and green. There's no bare patches. The edging, this is what really, like, I notice more than anything else the edging on the sidewalk and up the driveway is like tight, like like military haircut tight, right? Uh huh. And and like when we do our yard, I'm the one that cuts it. And my wife usually is the one that gets out and does the edging and stuff, so you know gets done quicker. And we try and do it nice, but I mean these people, these yards are just like it's like they're trying to win an award. And I'm just like I've never noticed this before. Why do I care? But now I'm like, I'm like, I want my yard to look. I was going to say, did you come home and look at your yard then? I have yard envy. <laughs> I never thought I'd have yard envy, but I have yard envy, and I'm just like, what the hell? I, once again, 25 year old Andy wouldn't give a shit. 35 year old Andy wouldn't care. I mean, do you notice stuff like that as you get older? Because we're like the same age. Well, I, I do. Um, and and I'm actually been working on my lawn because I've got really bad lawn and I've got spots that are done. So since we bought the house, I've been putting in like zoysia plugs. Yeah. So I'm trying to grow a different type of grass. So I've been working on it. I'll tell you, when I first noticed it was when we lived up in Wisconsin in Sheboygan. Um, there was, we had neighbors. They had the most meticulous lawn you have ever seen. I was actually allergic to cut grass and stuff, so I had a oh, robo right. mower, an actual oh, yeah. robot mower that went up. Yeah. yeah. It's like a Roomba, except for grass. Right, exactly. Yeah. So That's we it. had that, that and, and my lawn did great. But it was still was nothing compared to my neighbor's lawn. So my neighbors, it was a husband and wife. They both worked at the same place. Yeah. Every single day, one of the two of them would take off of lunch, come home and mow. They would mow up one day, cross the next, kinney corner, and then the other way. So every day, through every four days, it's like a cycle. They mowed 
every single day. I think it's day. just lawn, do you think? It wasn't that like big. Like, how long did it take? A before? third of an acre. It was maybe like a third of an acre. Are you talking push or ride? No, push. Really? Yes. Every day? Every single day, no matter what, unless it was raining, they were out mowing that lawn. And so they're only cutting off like like a sixteenth or an eighth of oh an inch, God. however much it grew. But that was the healthiest looking lawn that I have ever seen. And I've always said, one day I may have a lawn like that, but I'm sure not going to mow every day. <laughs> no, I mow like... I don't even like to mow once a week, and I have a riding mower, so it takes me probably 40 minutes, and then I have to get out and do, you know, in corners and stuff with the push mower, but I can't imagine doing it every day. You know, every other week, I'm good, and um, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I've never really paid attention to that, and I am lucky. Because my neighbor on either side of me, on my left and right, their yards are fantastic too. So the bleed over is great. But some of these houses when I'm walking, they have these really fantastic tight ass lawns. As soon as you like, it's it's like a line in the sand. <laughs> you, you get to their neighbor's lawn and their neighbor's lawn is just garbage with weeds. And it, it's this clear cut. It's, I've never really noticed such a clear cut line before of like beautiful grass. And then boom, weeds and garbage. And not garbage like trash, but just awful lawn maintenance. You know, not edging and stuff. And I couldn't take it. Like, if my neighbors didn't have great lawns, I would still keep mine up, regardless. Right. But if I didn't keep mine up that well, and my neighbors had great lawns, that would push me to want to have a great lawn. Well, as I say, the thing I noticed, so when when you plant plugs, it's different than seeding. Right. So I've actually got a, a plug remover and it, it's it's a three by three inch and it goes down into the, gr- into the oh, ground yeah. and you pull it up. I am dealing with pure clay, pure clay. And I'm like, no wonder this is bad lawn. So I'm going to see how well this terrible, grows. Right? I know it is. Yeah. So I mean... I don't know when when the house was built if they didn't bring in a lot of good topsoil or if it just went away over the time and it's all left was the clay. I don't know, but I'm stuck with it, so I'm trying to do the best that that, that I can. See, if I ever did plugs in my grass, not my hair, I'm bald by choice. <laughs> uh, that's what I tell myself. It was by choice. It was by choice. Remember the Seinfeld episode? That's right. <laughs> Um, if I ever did plugs, I saw when I was in Home Depot. And can I tell you, this is another sign of I, getting old, things you enjoy. I enjoy Home Depot and Lowe's. Home, I enjoy home improvements. In stores. what way? Walking around them, going up and down the aisles, looking at grills, looking at fire pits, even looking at like, oh, look at that weed killer. I want to kill some weeds. You know, just look at the dick. It's like a toy store for adults. And I'm... You know, I've mentioned it before. I'm a comic book artist, so I mean, an art store to me is a toy store. But Home Depot as well. I just love the lighting section. It's see, and and sick. I don't view it that way at all. I really? go in there and I'm like, ah, uh, I know I have to go there. So we we're ripping up two of the big shrubberies up in the front. 
Right. So we, we know this. So I've got to go pick up some replacement shrubberies. I've got to cut them down. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, going to have to go to Lowe's, going to have to go see what their options are and then buy them. Had to order a wheelbarrow because I couldn't even go in and, and pick up a wheelbarrow because then fit in my car. So Amazon, thank goodness. Wheelbarrow cart. Hey, that's awesome. Boop. Showed up at the house. I already put it together. It's ready to go. So, yes, there are projects. But I don't look at it as, yeah, I can't wait to go. I'm like, yeah, I got a project and I'm going to have to go. But have you noticed, so that actually dovetails to something else about getting old. When you were a kid, did you have a garage? Yes. Okay. Um, Not detached. There was, I mean, it was a detached garage. Okay, but still, you had a garage. Yep. Okay, we didn't, but we had a basement. And I remember as a kid, even in my teens, just looking around the house. And we didn't have a super huge house. We had, you know, it was like a 22,000 square foot house, 2,200 square feet. We had a... 22,000? You know, That's a mansion. 2,000 <laughs> square foot house. Um, and we had, you know, it was a, it was a two floor. So we had a... We had a family room downstairs, and there was a spare bedroom down there, and then, you know, the basement. And then upstairs was the kitchen, the living room, and then the, the other three bedrooms and bathroom. But I, I remember looking around the house as a kid going, I'm just never going to have this much crap. What a pe- This is a parent thing. I'm never going to have this much stuff. I remember going in the basement where we'd store stuff, and we had a shed in the backyard for the lawnmower and stuff going... Do old people just collect stuff? And now I look at my garage and I look at her house and I go, oh, no. You've become I've what you be- dread. I look at my garage and in one corner of the garage is the tool section of rakes. We have a snow shovel. Yes. Even though it snows barely here, we do have, have a two. snow shovel. <laughs> you have two. So we have a snow shovel. We have rakes. We have hedge clippers. We have weed whackers we have you know garden shears we have tree limb cutters we've got a shelf that has various types of outdoor garbage bags i'm just like oh my god how like we have a wheelbarrow i'm just like what has happened and looking around the house we have a living room fully furnished a family room fully furnished i'm just like oh my i've turned into yep what i never thought I would turn it Welcome to adulthood. Oh. I've got a three-car garage. It's the size of a three-car, but it only it's only got right. a door yeah. for two. But that third where that third car would go, there's a riding lawnmower, the push mower, uh, tiles are for the roofing, uh, the roofing shingles. Yeah. Um, you got a refrigerator in your garage. I got a refrigerator. I have a refrigerator in my because yeah, the sprinkler system, because you know you gotta yeah. keep it sprinklered. And you've got all the tools and you've got racks of lined up for all of your important stuff that are out there. And I'm like, yeah, I uh, just just too old now. Oh, man. Enough of this. Enough of that. So, so at, after last episode, Andy and I were talking about a movie that we had to watch uh, called Extraction. It's on Netflix. Stars Thor. Stars That's what I call him. Yep. Yep. Chris Hemsworth. He goes, dude, Thor's in a movie and it's actually really, really good. And I was like, oh, okay. And I said, well, we, we were in the middle of some other stuff and I, I did get caught up on the Clone Wars. So that we'll have to talk about that uh, some other time. So I turned on Extraction. I said, well, let, let's take a walk. Yeah, now that was an interest. Not what I was expecting no. at all from Chris Hemsworth. 
it was a, and this isn't a first, it's on Netflix. This isn't a first for Netflix. I mean, Netflix is really stepping up their game with their made-for-Netflix movies because they're theatrical. I mean, every movie I've, I think, yeah, I, I'd go out on a limb and say, I believe every movie I've watched that's, that's been a made-for-Netflix movie that was not in the theater first has just been phenomenal. And I kind of go, man, I wish I saw this on the big theater screen. You know, some movies like, you know, some heartfelt dramas and basically non-special effect movies, whatever. You can watch that on your TV. You don't need the big screen. But this movie was big screen movie. I think they could still put it out in the theater once theaters open again after all this. And it would still do really well. Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting, um, you know, thought process. So he's like an ex-mercenary is what you, yep. is what you kind of get. Ex-merc. Yep. And he, he does everything for, for money. Um, sometimes good things, sometimes not quite as good things. But he winds up getting stuck between... Um, he's in the middle between two drug lords. Right. One from India and one from like Bangkok, if I remember correctly. But they're... Bangladesh? Bangladesh. No. Bangladesh. Yes, Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Thank you. And one wants the other ones and they wind up kidnapping the one son and while he's in prison and they need Chris Hemsworth and his team to go in and, and Get rescue him. Yeah. Yep, since he's been taken. And I'm like, well, that seems actually pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, nope. 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 Lots of bad and unfortunate things happen to him. Uh, it's the bad and unfortunate <laughs> events that happen to Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> it had... It, it, so there's... To me, there's like a couple kinds of action movies. There's the Michael Bay, which is so ridiculous over the top. You, you're just going into it for the big explosions, car chases, helicopter crashes, and, and stuff. You're just like, yeah, this is total BS. Right. It's Michael Bay. It's Transformers. Right. But then there's John Wick type action. And I told Dennis when I texted him about it, I said, if you like John Wick type action, you'll like this. I don't think it was an even across the board John Wick type action, but I think it had really good, close John Wick type action. And what we mean by that is, if you haven't seen John Wick, John Wick's a movie. It's three of them have been out now. The fourth one's in production. Yep. Stars Keanu Reeves. And basically, Keanu Reeves' character is he's just the ultimate badass. Assassin. Assassin. He's retired. In the first movie, um, they kill his dog. They kill his dog. And that's basically, all. That brings him out of retirement. That's all it takes for him to come out of retirement. They kill his dog. Uh, enough said about John Wick. But the point is, the action is just phenomenal. And when I say action, I don't mean big explosions and things. I mean the fight scene. It's hand-to-hand -hand combat. It's hand-to-hand -hand combat. And close combat guns. Right. Close combat gunplay. And they definitely had a bunch of that in this movie. Uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth isn't just shoot a guy, the guy's down. It's no, no, he's down. I'm going to shoot him a few more times to make sure he's down. It's also the hand-to-hand -hand combat where, you know, most movies it's, oh, they got into a fist fight and he knocked the guy out. But... The John Wick style is fist fighting, pulling out your handgun, close range, tap tap. Yep, guys down. So he was saying it's, it's, it's like John Wick, John Wick, and I was like, all right, because I'm a huge John Wick fan. 
So I get into it, and I, I'm going to disagree with Andy a little bit. Um, it is not John Wick style. Now, there is close combat fighting. Um, John Wick, as each movie get you know continues on, it goes more and more over the top in terms of the sheer type of hand-to-hand combat that they that they have. Okay. This I, is okay. very realistic in terms of, you know, the knife fights when, like, him and the other assassins, so he's special forces, the other guy right. is special forces, they're going hand-to-hand with a knife in each hand, and I was sitting there going, yeah, like, John Wick would have broke the guys, broke his arm, did well, this, did what this, I was gonna and say this is, is just pure, like, realistic fighting. Well, what I was going to say is, I think what... I, to me, the John Wick stuff is, it's really over the top, but it's also, the dude just knows like every martial art, right? Yes. Whereas this movie, there's no martial art, really. I mean, there might be some. I'm not a martial arts expert, but John Wick, you can definitely tell because he's grabbing people around the neck with his legs and flipping them around. Right. And you you see martial arts. Whereas in this movie, Chris Hemsworth, he's, you know, he's a merc for hire. Ex-military. Right? Ex-military. So it's definitely the more realistic hand-to-hand stuff. So I can see what you're saying from that. But just the... the I think the gunplay is a little more realistic in Extraction than it is yes. in John Wick as well. I was going to say, now we're... Because the knife fighting definitely was. Yes. And the gunplay, and there's hand-to-hand, and then you've also got the sniper action and what they're able to do. Um, every single thing in this movie is believable in terms of what they can do. Oh, yeah. What they went after, the explosions, when they had to throw grenades. Come on. Now, there was a couple things, and I'm going out, I'm saying spoiler warning now, so if you don't want to hear it, tune out for a few seconds. Or pause it, go watch the movie and come back. Yeah. Spoiler warning. Couple things I was like, okay, seriously? One, so they're fighting. This was, I think, right after the knife fight. Chris Hemsworth gets plowed by a car. <laughs> yes. Just gets plowed. And the filming, the cinematography and filming of this movie was just incredible because it was one of those scenes where literally it, it just took you by surprise because they're in the middle of a fight and it just so happens that Chris Hemsworth is in the street and the other guy's not. So it wasn't like the car tried to avoid one of them. The car's just going down the street like a car would 30, 40 miles an hour and Chris Hemsworth during the fight gets back into the street so there's no way the car can stop and just plows right into him and Chris goes on top of the on top of the the hood onto the windshield rolls off and, and you're like down. and you're like holy shit so then it gives time for the other guy to basically try and grab the kid and and get away and then he through whatever unfortunate <laughs> event, he's not paying attention, and out of the blue, a freaking truck. And I don't mean a pickup truck. I'm talking a truck that has the big tires that, you know, if you're standing in front of the truck, the grill of the truck lines right up with your chest. Just plows into this guy, and he goes flying like 20 feet. And is out. And is out. And you're like, what the hell? And Chris Hemsworth's driving it. And so right there, I call bullshit because Chris Hemsworth isn't getting back up. I don't give a shit how tough you are that quick. So he He does. He's wearing body armor. Come on. Okay, fine. So he does. He gets the kid. Tells Basically, it's the Terminator moment. moment. If you want to live, get in. And the kid gets in. They take off. 
And then the other dude finally gets back up. His arm's broken, at least. And so his nose is nice. broken. Oh, his that was the nose. best part, because he yes, he's in his room having to fix his own nose. And oh. he's like, and he's like, well, this is going to hurt. You know, he's got to break it. And all of a sudden, blood goes flying oh, and everything. Man. And you're like, ah. So th- those were the two moments in the movie that I was like, all right. I don't, I, I don't care how tough you are. If you're getting plowed by a truck or a car like that, you're... Must be that adrenaline going through the system. But besides that, story-wise, Chris Hemsworth's character, we won't get into this. I don't want to spoil anything, but it had a good, he had a good backstory. Yes. With his, you know, he's he was a family man, wife and they, kid. They explain. See, the good they thing about this well. movie, they explain things in this movie. They're, you just don't make assumptions about everything. Right. You well, and I mean, any good movie should, and some some work and some fail. But this one, I thought, did a really good job. Um, I you know, this isn't going out on a limb to say that the kid was recovered safely. That's about as much as I'll tell you. I'll, I'll say about it because I don't want to ruin it because it did just come out. Yep. Um, even though if you kept listening, you now know about the two trucks and truck and car. That's fine. But but by There's the time so you hear time. this, it'll have been out for a few weeks. So hopefully you've seen it. That's right. Um, it's a fantastic movie. Definitely worth watching. I'm pulling for a sequel. I'm really pulling for a sequel. Yeah. Uh, Joe Russo, one of the Russo brothers, actually was the uh, producer. The screenplay. Yeah. Well, and it's based on a graphic novel he wrote. Co-wrote. Oh. And which was titled? Uh, oh, Quadito. Right? What was it titled? Uh, it was uh, Kyodad. Like C-I-U-D-A-D. Oh, it's C-I-D. I thought it was C-U. Yeah, so I think it's C-I-U. D-A-D. D-A-D. Yeah, so... Yeah. So, and, no, and, and it's not one that I had ever read. But one more time. See, because I don't have... C-I-U-D-A-D. Huh. So, Sawadado? No, no, at the end. Siodad. 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 So, if you want to look up the graphic novel, just uh, watch the movie and watch the credits, because it says it's based on this graphic novel. <laughs> Which I have not have not read. No, I never even knew about it, but it, but makes, it makes me, me want to read it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, it, was, it was solid. The cast was good. Chris Hemsworth was the only big name one that, that was on there. But everybody that they had, from the kid to the Special Forces guy, the girl that played Nick... Um, they were all really good in their role. I, I well, enjoyed the cast. I like the fact that the cast wasn't so well known because I believed it more. Yeah. The one thing when you do, the one bad thing about blockbuster movies with an all star cast is you just picture them in other movies. Right. So it's really hard to get into. So the the one that we my my wife and I because she watched it with me we both said because uh, David uh, Harbour was in it yes and, and, yes. We're, and we're, she's like oh Stranger Things and I'm like oh, see, yeah I went Black Hellboy. Widow oh, <laughs> and you went, I Hellboy. went Hellboy and I was like yep so she recognized him instantly but he's not a major character he's no. a a friend a subplot yeah. yeah and that that's good so the other one that we'd recognized was just in there for a little bit so that keeps the cost down for for Netflix. But they produced, you know, I'm going to give this a, a B, a solid B for a movie. It I would something. B plus. I, let's just say that if it was Split in the hairs. theater and we could go to the theaters to watch it, I would have paid to see it in the theater. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, speaking before, there's another movie we're going to talk about, but one that was put on hold, and I don't know the name of it. I don't even know if it has a title, but it's beyond a working title. 
But when all these announcements came down about productions being put on hold because of the the coronavirus, I cannot wait to see this now. I'm so annoyed about everything being put on hold, but I understand it. But this is a movie. It's going to. It's a made-for-Netflix movie, starring The Rock, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. I have never. Actually, I can't say that. I believe I got a little bit of a stiffy when I heard that cast. Huh? I was like, "Oh my god!" When's this coming out? Well, it was supposed to come out later this year, I believe, uh, early 2021. But now it's probably that it's put on hold production-wise. I had to stop filming. So I assume it'll be sometime next year. But I mean, that's a hell of a cast. So looking forward to that. I mean, just that little scene in Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds was awesome. I can't imagine a whole movie with them and Gal Gadot. Holy crap! Well, let's hope. Let's hope it all comes out. So we we got talking about Extraction, and then of course they've got all the current popular uh, flicks this week on Netflix. Oh yeah. So my wife goes. I let her pick out a movie, and she goes, "Oh, that looks good. It's called Code Eight. Yeah. And I was like, "Huh. Well." All right, if you're picking it, I'll watch it. And, you know, we did. Uh, Robbie Amell, yep. um, you know, I was like, well, that's that's pretty cool. I, I, I like the cast, and um, it had super-powered individuals, so I was kind of excited. I'm like, ooh, it's got Arrow in it, you know? And I'm like, I'm a CW fan, yep. so I, I was pretty excited. Well, let's give this a watch. And then Andy watched it, too. And I, I knew about this movie, actually, before I knew about Extraction. And I was really jacked for it because, you know, like Dennis said, Robbie Amell, Stephen Amell, who played Arrow. So, yep, the brothers are in it. That's cool. Uh, uh, Carrie Matchett is in it, who's a... If you saw her, you'd know her. Put it that way. She's a... I guess she's not really considered A-list. Right. She's a great character actor. She's a very, very attractive woman. She plays Robbie Amell's mom. The movie's basically about a super-powered construction worker. That's Robbie Amell. And he falls in with a group of criminals in order to raise funds for his mom, who's ill. Another gist on the movie is there's it's a it's a world inhabited by super-powered people, but... In the near future, we're in assuming. The, in the, in, yeah, we're assuming in the near future. However, the super-powered people are kind of like the X-Men in a way because they're... They, they're not allowed to use their powers. It's, a, it's illegal to use your powers. I mean, they don't lock them up for being superpowered, but if you get busted using your powers, you can be arrested. Right. But what they have is they have a police force of, um, we're not sure if they're robots, oh, cybernetics, they're robots. or drone-type creatures, or if they're controlled, or if they have some sort of... Uh, uh, intelligence mechanism built into it, but they have drones flying all over the city. And then if they're on there and the police are there, they can call in and these drone, I, I guess, enforcers drop down. Yeah, and you hear them sub, they go boom. It's cool because the, the drone. This is what was cool about the movie. These drones, you know, from a distance, you're kind of like, well, I don't know how big that is. And then you realize that the the hangar bay doors open on the bottom of the drone, and these two figures flop down, these robotic uh, sentries, 
drop down and like Dennis said they drop from like 30 feet down to the ground and I did think it was funny they land in the hero pose which is the hero pose one knee one fist hitting yep. the ground and then they stand up and they look like they're about seven feet tall so they're definitely taller than a human and heavy and oh yeah heavy and they're the centuries that go in with the cops and um, I guess my problem with the movie was Unlike Extraction, which looked like a big screen, you know, theatrical movie, this really didn't. This, to me, had the feel of a TV sci-fi movie. It did, did. Sci-fi network. Like, exactly. It, this felt like something Lower that you would sure. watch. Yeah, and, and it, it was. The story was okay. It was semi-engaging. I mean, you're, you're trying to figure out why. Connor's a nice guy. Yeah. He's, he's trying to do the right thing. Yeah. And, you know, he get in order to get the money for his mother, because his mother's sick, um, in order to pay for this, he winds up having to get pulled into doing jobs that aren't legal and that with can these, get him in trouble with other superpowers. And the leader of the crew that he of this criminal crew had to be played by his brother. So that I had an issue with. Because besides the fact that Robbie and Steven have Robbie has black hair, dark hair, whatever. And Steven is like a dirty blonde. Steven appears in this movie with a full beard, mustache beard, and it's full. It's not like trimmed yep. up tight. It's full. And I'm sure one of the reasons they did that was so you wouldn't go, hey, they're look at these two strangers <laughs> that look like brothers. Because I know in my real life, I've never run into anybody or met anybody and been like, are you my long lost brother? So that was a little bit of an issue because they have certain mannerisms that are the same. And I also found it hard to see Stephen Amell as a bad guy from all the years he's been on Arrow. So I, I guess if you've never watched Arrow and you see this movie, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. But because I watched Arrow for seven, eight years, whatever it was, it, it's just too close but but he Almost. also wasn't like a pure villain. No, they were more not vigilante. like a Lex Luthor, right? No, no, no. They were definitely more vigilante. He wanted to get paid, and he knew people would get hurt, and he would accept that. And he recognized the good in 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 Robbie's character, uh, Connor, and um, you know, so he wasn't evil, but he just. They didn't play well off each other. Um, no. The, the, the cast the, wasn't The chemistry big. for right. two brothers wasn't that great. Right. <laughs> Which was very off-putting because you're like, you guys are brothers. You know, you do think, was it weird with them acting together, you know? And did that have any subconscious play in it? Um there's this one girl in it who I actually thought was rather captivating when she was on screen. And she didn't have a big part. And she was a powered uh, player in the movie. And her power was basically being able to heal yes. somebody by her touch. And I, she was really captivating, but she had a small role. She had a small role. It was role. important. It was, exactly. So the whole point was, you know, that... Um, Robbie Amell's character, Connor, he wants her to heal his mother, and that's how they were going to do it. Right. The problem, what he doesn't understand is she doesn't just heal somebody. She basically absorbs the affliction into her, and she now has that affliction. And um, he didn't quite understand that until there was a really great revealing moment that I don't want to give yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it goes in there, and he's like, oh. And then at least you see the good coming 
out of him and he right. realizes, okay, I need to find something else. The cast was fine. The storyline was fine. It was not a bad... It's worth a watch if you watched everything else that's good on there. So it's not a bad a bad flick. It, there was just nothing captivating about it. It was an average kind of flick. It's one that I would have maybe paid five bucks at the theater to see or rented. It's not one I would have went to the theater and, and paid, you know, ten bucks for a ticket for. So the mother, like I said, the woman that played the mother, uh, Carrie Matchett, she was great. She's been in movies and TV. But there's just some actors that at least I find it's, it's weird. You either consider them a TV actor or a movie actor. And like Chris Hemsworth is known for movies, right? So even though he did this Netflix one, which you could say is TV, it was so well produced, so big budget, it was theatrical looking. Yes. But Robbie Amell, to me, I've never seen him in a theatrical movie. I've only seen him in various TV shows. So I don't know if he could make that leap to a theatrical movie and pull it off. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I, in a way? It, it does. It depends on, on I think, I mean, the script. Because right. I'm going to say the script for Code 8 was, was, just was, was, it was weak. I mean, it was okay at best. Um, whereas Extraction, everything was, was well put together, well thought out. And then the acting was superb on top of it. This was, was middling. I mean, that's right. all you can say yeah. about it. He might be able to make the jump to the big screen, but it's going to take a better script and a, and a bigger budget for him to see what he can do. Well, not even a bigger budget, just a better script, even if it's like a serious role without superpowers. Yeah, that's true. I am looking forward to, so, you know, since we're talking about the Amell brothers, Stephen Amell, like you said, guy that played Arrow for eight years, is moving to a new show that he's going to star in that I believe I'm trying to look it up I don't think they've released much about it I, I just know yeah, the synopsis he's moved to a new show which I believe is on Showtime and he plays the heel in a wrestling uh, wrestling promotion that he's also the owner of and it's kind of a behind the scenes of this guy trying to make a living owning this lower rate wrestling promotion. So it's definitely not the size of a WWE promote, you know, uh, thing. He's not loaded or anything. And he also plays like the lead heel in the, the wrestling promotion he owns. And it's, it's a behind the scenes thing of him juggling that as well as juggling, um, his life with the, you know, his wife and stuff. Actually, I believe it's called heels. Uh, in the ring. Yeah. It's heels, two brothers and rivals, one a villain or heel in the ring, the other a hero or face, war over their late father's wrestling promotion vying for national attention. So there you go. That's what it's called. It takes place in small town, Georgia. I know it's in production now, and it's going to be eight episodes. Um, I just, I hope it's good. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like Stephen Amell. I like wrestling. Um I like shows that deal with stuff, and it's it's behind the scenesy in a way. Um, it's got you know Alexander Ludwig is in it; he's cool. Uh, I think his wife is played by Kelly Berglund, who looks familiar to me. 
So, I don't know. It should be coming out next year. I don't think that is put on hold or anything because it was slated, you know, so far off anyhow. So, that's Stephen Amell's next gig. Yeah. We're looking forward to. Well, we'll change subjects. Um, we're we're going to bring back Strange Tales. We're in oh, the, the Strange yes. Tales. Strange we're Tales. We're lo- looking for something a little fun. And with all, all the coronavirus talk and stuff, I mean, it's it's just never ending. It was great to see there was a, a an incredible article um, about a dad pulling a prank on his family. So oh, the dad convinced his kids that school, when it reopens, will be opening up seven days a week. Now, the preface is the kids have been saying, it's prank week coming, prank week, prank week. And you're like, okay, that's never going to end well. So the dad goes out and recreates. So this is from in England. Um, uh, Boris Johnson, he he makes an identical-looking stationary letterhead that Boris Johnson would send out, you know, over in England about school. And it reads, Dear Parent, thank you for all you've done to keep your child at home during the quarantine period. Together we will beat this virus uh, far more quickly and we can return as normal as soon as possible. Unfortunately, with your child staying at home, this means your child will have missed over 50 days of school by the time we return uh, to normality. I would like to take this opportunity to reassure you that we are doing everything we can to ensure that your child's education is maintained and not hammered by this pandemic. For this reason, when school reopens, we will quickly make up lost time by not only teaching your children from Monday through Friday, but also making it compulsory for your child to attend school on Saturdays and Sundays for the first six months. This may be extended subject to when the school returns. We will review uh, this in April of 2021. Oh. <laughs> he prints this, puts it in the mail. The kids open it. He mailed it to the house? Oh. Mailed it. Just put it in an envelope and brought it in oh, with okay. the rest of the mail. So the kids think it's part of the, of, of the mail. And then, of course, it says, you're sincerely Boris Johnson. Shows the kids this. It was amazing. The kids freak out. Of course. <laughs> and these kids are what? Was elementary school, did you say? Did you say? Um, I didn't. Uh, I think one's eight and one's like 11. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So Middle, it, elementary, whatever. Yeah, so there was this huge uh, uh, prank going on with it. Um, the girls, like, have a freak out. They start texting and TikToking. Um, she goes, one of the, the 11-year-old had her friends on a speakerphone group tra- chat, and she sent the letter to them all. And it says words like mandatory. And the girls are shrieking and screaming oh because they all think that they have to go to school seven days a week. And the girls are in such a panic. And the dad said, this is my best day ever. <laughs> Dude, when you can pull one over on your kids or kid, it is the best day ever. It really is. Like, here's the... F- <laughs> so, when uh, when I would take my daughter to get a shot, not when she was, you know, a toddler or anything like that, because, you know, they cry. Yep. So, it's not fun to laugh. But, you know, she's a teenager. She still gets you know a flu shot or whatever i like taking her i like watching and i like giggling because it's that only little bit of time i can make fun of her and get a little bit of payback 
for her being a pain in the butt, yep. which she, which her being a pain in the butt, definitely outweighs that one shot that I get to revel in. <laughs> it, it's true. So imagine him and his wife are walking, and they were on their way to the water park or, or whatever. They were on their way walking, and the kids are in tow, and you know the kids are back there yapping away, and then you know the dads they go, we can just make comments now, like. My other half and I were just discussing, how are we going to kill time when the kids are back in school on the weekends? <laughs> oh. And then the kids immediately start groaning and complaining as they're walking behind. It's just great. It's the joke that just doesn't give up. That's right. Just keeps on giving. All right. Well, that's our show. We hope you enjoyed it. We will catch you guys next week. Until then, uh... I don't know. Until then, have a good one. Watch yeah. uh, watch Extraction. Yeah, watch Extraction. Give, give Code A to try if you're Give Code uh, A to bored. try if you're really that bored. <laughs> Enjoy. We'll find something else next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Until next week, grab your 3D glasses. Get your favorite comic books, roll them up, and put them in your back pocket the way you should treat comics. Throw your pigskin up on the mantle. This is Dennis. This is Andy. Later, Later friends. friends.